This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. I kind of just like how the big boys guy says Jacob Padilla. Welcome to the Nebraska preps post game. Talking hoops. He's, I like how we change the ball, yeah. right? It, it goes from football to basketball. Uh, that's Jacob Padilla. And uh, I'm Old DB. Welcome, man. How you feeling? Feeling a lot better than I have recently. I'm looking forward to kind of getting back out there and uh, seeing some basketball here after the, the holiday break we got coming up. Yeah, we get a little sample tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, uh, s- considering we're shooting this on Monday. Um, did you like the seedings? I ca- it's interesting because it's early, but you have an outside of some of the Lincoln teams. I think you have enough games played. Yeah. Everybody's played three or more games, uh, four or more games uh, to kind of give you a, a good little aggregate. Yeah, and I I think so. I mean, it, like you said, it's always tough early on. You're kind of having to project, and um, some of these guys live up to the kind of what you expect. Some don't, but um, just based on what we've seen uh, so, so far, I think uh, these teams are grouped pretty much into the, the right tiers with their seedings here for the Metro tournament. And even uh, what we've seen a little bit with the hack tournament that came out here, I think they got those seedings pretty, uh, pretty solid as well. Yeah. You want to start with the hack tournament just to kind of um, give kind of the, uh, a, a general yeah. oversight. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, unfortunately we've only got a couple, one or two games in for a lot of these teams, but uh, we got Lincoln Pius, the 10th uh, starting out two and Oh, um, Got got that first win and then survived a grinder at Gretna with Sam Hoiberg game winning three. Tell you uh, what, about watch six seconds left. Capping that game, like if you just would have asked me, I would have said the first one to forty. Yeah, right. I mean, Gretna is gonna they pack in that zone. They're gonna force you to make shots. They're very methodical on offense. But I felt like at, over time, Pius their depth would maybe wear Gretna yeah. down. But with that tempo. It never really manifested itself like that. Yeah, and it just a couple of chances down the stretch, couple offensive rebounds gave Pius just enough uh, shots there to, to to kind of pull ahead there, and then uh, kind of got sped up there after uh, Hoiberg uh, hit the go ahead shot, kind of turned it over, trying to t- make something out of nothing there, and um, that's it's going to be tough for Gretna. They're so young; they're playing a few freshmen, um, and yeah, Wilcox, uh, and uh, they've got one more, Pekorski, Pekorski, yeah. Um, and you've got older players that haven't played in those roles. So you got um, a lot of kind of inexperience there for Gretna, but great coaching staff. You know those guys are going to have them playing the way they need, they need to play to win games. So um, that, was a, that was a good showing for Gretna, um, but great job for uh, Pius to kind of overcome uh, a, a bad uh, shooting performance, I would say, to, to kind of grind out that win. Yeah, so. what a luxury for Gretna to have Coach Feekin and Coach Hurt. Yeah. Right, uh, they've worked together forever. They understand how to defer offense, defense. Yep. No egos. Uh, that that has its advantages. Yeah, quality uh, staff. Yeah, anytime you you have two uh, two coaches with kind of that much head coaching experience on the staff, you know you're gonna 
uh, have a well-coached squad every time they go out there. And they both had individual success, yeah. whether it be Ralston or Gretna. Or, I mean, they've, they've had their own individual success. Yep. It's a couple of the other uh, – Southwest, an impressive win over Lincoln Southeast. That was close right down to the end. Um, uh, Southwest made a defensive play, kind of had a technical in there, uh, allowed Southwest to kind of pull ahead there and then close it out to the free throw line down the stretch there. So that's a good win. For this, this Southwest team that's kind of been building the last couple of years, they had some young players that are kind of getting their feet wet the last couple of years now are kind of stepping forward into the forefront. You've got a guy like Jared Bohr that's played a, a lot of basketball now for them, Ben Hunziker. Um, and some of these other guys kind of stepping up there. So that was an impressive win. And uh, Ryland. Off to a good, yeah, Ryland Smith is um, re- really talented sophomore. So they got the two seed. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's a great that, start that, for them. that Southeast Southwest game is interesting. I obviously got a chance to watch that game just because Westside was getting ready for yeah. Southeast. And I think watching that game actually did a little bit of a disservice to Omaha Westside. I, th- I think the, f- the, the tape didn't really do it justice with what Southeast was going to bring to the table. Obviously trying to work some of the kinks out. Both teams were the night before. Well, I don't I don't think Westside expected to get the effort that they got on Saturday night. Yeah, and, and Southeast you, is yeah. a quality team. Yeah, and, and they got some size. They got some athleticism. Ajante Hogan, um, Jake Applegate, obviously really good size, really athletic. Derek Branch, kind of a pest on defense there yeah. in the backcourt, the Nebraska football walk-on commit. Um, feel bad, uh, Tavion Thompson um, had, had to have shoulder surgery, surgery, so he won't be able to play his senior year. He's a guy that had made a big leap over the last summer. I think it would have been a really nice player for them. But uh, even without them, they've got Baird France, big football player in there in the middle. Yeah. They've got some guys that can rotate in and out, and they've they got a lot of size there. So, uh, Jante Hogan off to a great start to the season, scoring-wise. Uh, and Apple gets a really solid basketball player in addition to what he can do on the football field. How do you kind of see Lincoln sorting itself out? I, I mean, North Star is awful talented. Uh, maybe a year away. Yeah. Um, we'll shout see shout out to Brendan Clemens Jr. Finally getting a chance to make his uh, varsity debut after getting hurt and missing yeah. his whole freshman year. Just second game already, a double-double uh, in their win at Omaha South, and they handled them. Yeah, he's Quad a handful. Del, yeah, Quad up Del Kareem at 28 in that game too. So that, that's a talented one-two punch there. Then you got Josh Brown as well. So for them, I think the key is going to be kind of figuring out the depth pieces and um, who's going to step up around those guys to kind of fill out the rest of their rotation. Yeah, we saw Quad really flourish. Uh, during the Williams in, the Donovan Williams injury yeah. a year ago. And Brown, too, kind of yeah. stepped up and played a much bigger role while, while Donovan's out. So those are two capable guards that can really score in the backcourt. ton of athleticism, too. Yeah. Uh, if they guard, and like you said, figure out who seven, eight, nine, seven and eight yeah. are going to be, uh, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have a really good chance. I like them. I, coach Katroki is he's a, he's a good coach. Um, really, really, really does a good job in that program. Yeah, so so that is I think that's kind of the the top there uh, four there in uh, in Lincoln, and you got Lincoln Northeast. They've got some pieces. We'll see if they can kind of put it together. Same thing as like North Star, where you got to round out the rest of the rotation outside of their their top guys. But Pierce Basil is going to score a lot of points this season. Yeah, talented kind of combo guard, and they, they've got uh, uh, Connor Renard's a big guy in the middle that can rebound and finish inside. So they've got some nice pieces if they can kind of grow as the season goes on and fill out that rotation. It's interesting, too, as we hop over to the Metro tournament for a second where we talked about the seedings. And we start with the top ten rankings, right? Uh, Miller North comes in at one, Bell West two, Prep three, Central four. Really quality win. 
Probably the best win of the year, in my Papio opinion, South. so far, was the win over Papio South. And, man, For Omaha Central. Yeah, and Titans, they made a run at the end. They hit some big threes, kind of gave themselves a chance there. But uh, Central went up to the free throw line, knocked down some shots, were able to hold on late there um, against a really good Papio South team. So, yeah, that was um, two, two top six teams. I think Papio South kind of showed in that game that, yeah, they're, they, they they're on that level. Yeah, yeah Brokill, Denier Dempsey. Um, Graham Casute, like they, they've Devin got some Jones, pieces. They're, yeah. they're a handful. Yeah. Papio South is going to be a handful. And, and that was kind of an interesting matchup because Papio South does have so much length and so much size. Their front court kind of oriented team, whereas Central, obviously, kind of the five guard. You got Denton, Denham Johnson kind of playing the five in there, rebounding, finishing inside, all that kind of stuff. So it was a really kind of intriguing clash of styles there. And um, Central got enough, to, uh, got it done. Yeah, then so we go Papio South, Pius the tenth, uh, Southeast or Southwest for you I, at I that at that I, at that seven eight spot. Thank you. You have to give credit to Southwest for that win. I mean, you got that that head to head game right off the top of the bat there. Obviously, the Southeast bounced back in a big yeah, way good to win get against that West good win against Westside. But um, I think you got to at this point <laughs> with so, so few data points. I think you just got to go with the head to head at that point. I, I I think Southeast has a chance to end up if they see each other again later in the season I think they could adjust uh kind of venge that but Southwest also has uh, enough pieces that they're going to be tough all season long and then probably 9 10 Millard West West Side to, to kind of round that out yeah I think West Side is kind of the, the one team that we maybe expect a little bit more early on and they're still kind of figuring things out um right now they're another kind of five guard type of team um and we, we kind of thought they'd be one of the best shooting teams in the metro and Outside of one or two guys, they're just not shooting the ball right now. Shot and, well. and so you're giving up easy points. You're not – they need to trade threes for twos, and right now they're not getting those threes. So yeah, the math the, isn't working out for them. The interesting thing about them is I'd like to see their field goal percentage inside of about four or five feet too. <laughs> yeah. They have missed a lot of easy looks at the rim between – you know, and they've got, they've got guys that can – they can score around the bucket, right, with Reggie Thomas and Chandler Meeks and, and, and Tate Advati. They have missed a lot of easy shots, in my opinion, so far, trying to settle in because they have a lot of new pieces. Yeah. And, and that is um, maybe – I think this is a team we do need to be patient with, though, because uh, Thomas and Meeks are kind of stepping up into that prominent role. Yeah. They were really solid 3-4 uh, last year, 3-4-5 option last year with those seniors they had last year with Jaden Booth, who – Attracted a whole lot of attention. Mm-hmm. PJ Nagambi run that show, and then Carl Brown kind of spread the floor. So now you've got uh, Meeks and Thomas and T- Tate Advati um, kind of stepping into the roles for those three seniors. So now you're that much higher on the the scouting report defensively, and you got to kind of figure out how teams are are defending you. So it, it's probably going to take them a little bit of time. I still think they're they're plenty talented yeah. enough to kind of be what we thought they were going to be. It's they're just not there yet. Let's start at the top with with Millard North. Obviously, a gaudy six and zero record, and they've shown the ability to defend a little bit, which may be scary for everybody else around the state. Because when they dig in and guard, we know that they can go get buckets, right? When they dig in and guard, that's a different kind of basketball team. Well, and, and you kind of wondered how that would go because last year they had. Max Morell at the rim, that kind of yeah. that last line of defense, that, that, that shot blocker, um, kind of that eraser. So you could just funnel everything to him, and he's blocking three, four, five shots a game. That's kind of what the strength of the defense was last year, where you just could not score inside the arc on them. And they had they mix it up between man and zone and all that kind of stuff. So now it's kind of uh, – Jason Green is uh, 
is a good player back there. He can block some shots as well, too, and Tyler Sandoval has some size as well. Yeah, it's but, good to see him back yeah. and, and relatively healthy coming off the foot injury. Yeah, because he, 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 uh, he didn't play against Westside. When I, uh, that's the only time I've seen them in person so far this year. But um, So it's a little bit more on guys like Hunter Salas and St. Thomas and some of these guys, and Jay and Johnson, obviously, at the kind of point of attack. They got to be a little bit more engaged defensively because you don't have quite that that, that same insurance policy at the rim. Because Morello is one of the best shot blockers to come through here in recent years. It's with his length and instincts. So they, they've had to defend it a little bit differently. I think the coach is doing a great job of kind of mixing in the, their man and zone looks and kind of keeping uh, teams guessing defensively. And these guys have kind of bought in uh, to this point. Yeah, Bill West comes in at number two. There were some that would get you to believe on paper this could be a better team than a year ago, which was saying a lot considering. They're the defending state champions, right? You, you lose Fiddler and or one Fiddler, and, and you lose Shanklin, and you just don't replace that kind of productivity and size and the ability to get easy buckets. Kind of what's your what's your thoughts early on on a team like Bellevue West as they figure out how to play some of their young pieces and, and play around Chucky Headburn and Frankie Fiddler? Yeah, well, Chucky's playing at a ridiculous high he's, level he's, right uh, now, and. 7 of 11 from 3 so far. That's kind of been the one part of his game that you've been waiting the last few years. He can hit shots in big moments, but he hasn't shot a good percentage from deep. So now, uh, 7 for 11, that's pretty good. 64% from 3, 70% uh, inside the arc. He, he's uh, playing incredibly efficient basketball right now. And then you've got guys like Frankie Fiddler, who is stepping up in a, a more prominent role. He's kind of figuring out where his shots are going to come now as that number two option. And Josiah Dotzler has made a huge leap. Physically, he looks so much hey, better, looks, more, looks so much more up. mature. Um, and he's shooting the ball well as well. So um, you, you kind of got those guys stepping in. Then it'll be guys like William Kyle and Evan Inselman. And, Who uh, I Jackson really like. Stewie. I like Kyle. He's, um, you know, I think sometimes, um, you know, he's he's got to defer. It's not yeah. quite his team yet, but... He's he can he's got a lot of tools in the toolbox. Long, athletic, and he can go finish. So right now he just got set that ball screen, roll to the rim, catch and finish, kind of hang out in that dunker spot, let Chucky make plays for you. That's all he's got to do right now. Doesn't have to try to do too much. It's uh, defend, rebound, and that's really all they need out of their five with how well their perimeter players are playing right now. And one of the more dangerous teams is about as dangerous as you can be for a low key dangerous team for a three, uh, a number three ranked team is Creighton Prep. Yeah, who offensively hasn't really got it going, but, man, their points per game. When you're keeping teams in the 30s in terms of points per game given up, now let's say what you want about the opponents thus far, but they have found a way to really, really guard folks, and that has made them different because they've got versatility and athleticism in the in the backcourt with, with Buckley and City and, and White and those guys. But they can get big and long on you, too, with guys like Jungers and Rollins. Yeah, and they've showed they can win a couple of different ways. Heck, that, that, that Millard West, 42-40, that was an ugly one. That was an ugly game. Um, but I think it was uh, Luke Jungers there with the big uh, kind of bucket there to, to give them the, the lead um, put back there. Um, so they were able to escape that one. I, I don't think anybody wanted overtime in that game. But um, then they come back and 74-67 win over Lincoln Southwest. They've been in 70s a couple of times, 60s, 50s. So they've, they've won a lot of different ways. And like you said, they have enough perimeter players. They can go small around either Jungers or Rollins. And they can also play those guys together, especially with uh, Jungers' ability to step out and shoot threes. So it's a team with a lot of versatility. A guy like Casey O'Malley came up 19 points yeah. off the bench. A lot in, of versatility. In that, that Southwest game. So they've got a lot of pieces, and um, I think they're still figuring some things out. But 
Um, He'll be able to get to his bench. I said nine before the season started. He could comfortably play eight. I think he can get to nine. Um, He's got options in a deep bench. Yeah, and you've got a couple guys you could – that could mix in. You got a guy like Alex Bullock as a football guy that can mix in there and give you some minutes here and there. Guys like that that aren't necessarily in that top seven or eight, but they can go to in a pinch if they need it. And then uh, Central comes in at number four. A lot of good individual athletic pieces. They're one of those teams that you kind of get the sense if they figure out roles and who's going to kind of be the maestro. Is it going to be Jaron Marshall? Is Who's going to be kind of that quarterback centerpiece? They've got some options. And, and that was kind of the one question. How would these pieces come together? You've got young guys that have kind of waited their chance that are stepping up in roles, and you've got these transfers as seniors coming in um, and kind of being the guys right away. And Faye Germany uh, is a guy that has kind of been a role player the last couple of years, yeah. and now he's stepped up as one of those And he's those, kind those of their glue. Options. I think he's kind of their glue guy. Well, and that's the thing. Guys like Faye and uh, Denim – are the guys that you need to survive playing small ball basketball, guys that play bigger than they are, that crash the glass hard, um, that'll get after defensively and get force turnovers, um, and they can go inside and finish as well. So you need guys like that that can play bigger than their their listed height if you're going to survive in the Metro playing five guards, and that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, Faye's one of those guys when, you know, he he missed the early start of last year. When he came and started to really contribute for Central is – Really much start, kind of pretty much started that run, and, and you put him around some of those other auxiliary pieces. Uh, they got, like I said, they got they got a lot of talent. Yeah, Jay Dawson out there, long shooting the ball. Yeah. P. Uh, J. Davis, kind of a big frame there, can guard a little bit bigger too as kind of a perimeter player. So yeah, they, they I, we'll, we'll see kind of how they continue to come together. Like we said, that was already a really good win against Papio South. That's a great start, great start to the season. We'll see how all those pieces kind of mesh when adversity hits and kind of how um, yeah. those guys were able to stick together. Um, once they do play, um, they're down in the fourth quarter. Kind of how do those guys kind of get through um, that situation? But um, right now, they, they've been impressive, and they've got the pieces to compete for sure. Right, so, yeah, comfortable keeping Papio South at the five spot? Yeah, I think so. Kind I of, too. Yeah. That, that, that's, again, right down to the wire. They've got good players. That, that's not a bad loss to Central, obviously. Um, so I think that's a pretty solid five right now until we see more of those Lincoln teams to see if any of them are, kind of have enough to step up in that range. They're going to be interesting because how will that offense or who will that offense run through late in games? You know, Denier Dempsey is capable. Um but without him handling the ball up front more, he's kind of waiting to be on the receiving end on some of these little set pieces. He's a he's a he's an interesting tool. And it did look uh, that was kind of the one question because it, it was Jared Matley who did like most of the ball handling to for do them. Everything. Yeah, so he was kind of that 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 playmaker for them. Now you got Tyler Culp as kind of more of a role player stepping into that that point guard role. So who is going to be able to create late game offense and? We did see um, Denaire Dempsey kind of handling the ball and making plays late. I think it was him that got in there and dished out to uh, both Dole in the corner yeah. for a, a, a really key three late. Um, and then he, he hit a couple threes himself, and um, he's kind of handling the ball, taking shots out the dribble. He's, he's, I think he's really trying to show that he can expand his game beyond what he did last year. And they're going to need him to this season, like we said, in, in those kind of late-game situations. Yeah, we talked about Southeast and Southwest, obviously, when we were – kind of just giving the brief recap of the hack tournament and probably rounding out the our Millard West and Westside who when we've talked about Westside you know Millard West they're not going to overwhelm you with offensive talent but they're finding a way to 
more than just survive at four and one. Nice little, nice start for them. Yeah, and they got some nice pieces. Evan Myersick, uh, obviously, kind of kept now, him in it against prep. Yeah, fl- flipped over kind of his focus to to football, but he was a really good basketball player growing up. He's still solid inside. Uh, Dominic Hum, uh, uh, Chase Holtman, they, they've got some guards they can mix in there. Um, so th- they've got some interesting pieces. They, they showed against prep that they can really grind out a tough one. Um, didn't end up coming out with the win there, but that was an impressive showing by them defensively. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see kind of coming up here and they'll have a chance to kind of, uh, make some noise here in the, the Metro tournament, kind of show what they've got so far. Uh, you can go a or B wherever you want. Who, who's start kind of has got you like, Oh, I didn't really expect that, whether it's Papio, maybe a Millard South. I don't know. Maybe you thought Millard South would struggle, but I figured, I thought offensively they would be better. They're, they're in a little bit of flux. Um, maybe it's a team like Scott. Um, two tough losses. Uh, just got another one from GICC on Saturday. Who's kind of a team where you're thinking, hmm, this, this one's interesting. Let me see if this trend continues. Yeah, that Miller South definitely. I, I like their pieces. I thought they had a chance to make a leap this year, and it just hasn't really come together. Some of the, uh, kind of their best players, um, I think, aren't haven't quite found the, their groove yet. Um, they need some guys like uh, Jack Cooper to, and Gage Stenger to kind of step up and do a little bit more than they have to this point. And it's early on. They've got time to figure it out, but that's a team that has to kind of find a way to mesh a little bit better than they have, find a way to hit some shots better than they have. Um, because again, I think that the talent is there. They've got some young guys that maybe will grow as the season goes on on that bench. Um, will Cooper as a freshman just had 13 yeah, getting, points get, in their getting last heavy game. minutes. Um, so it's going to make the corner yeah. three going to make you come find him out no there. No conscience whatsoever. <laughs> that's for sure. But, the, so, that's it, team, so you probably don't uh, yeah. worry so much about a team like Papio, right? That schedule. Played the three best teams in yeah, the, the state. Yeah, the scheduling gods were not kind to, to, and I watched, to the Papillion Monarchs. I watched them against Miller North. They hung with that yeah. game for about three, three and a half quarters. They just didn't have enough, couldn't get stops down the stretch against uh, Miller North. Had a good first size, half against but, Bellevue West. So they, they've got some pieces. Um, and, and considering maybe kind of seeing them, uh, their first Metro game here tomorrow, kind of get, uh, look at them in person. But, um, yeah, that's a team I think will be fine as the, the schedule evens out. You, you mentioned in, in B, Scott, um, two losses already. I was there at the, the season opener against Mount Michael. and um, They're tough. Yeah, yeah, that's a team that's kind of been building up to this moment, and they, they, they certainly look the part in B. Both them and Elkhorn have off, off to great starts so far this season. they got some really good pieces. How fantastic is Spooner? Yeah, he's a really good coach. <laughs> he is a, he's an amazing he's, coach. He he's was a great high school player, um, kind of just been biding his time, building slowly. He's done it the right way. Camps, clinics. Yep. Does a good job on social media. Uh, he's he's a, he's he's one of those coaches I got. I've got a ton of respect for. Yeah, so I think kind of those uh, Mount Michael and Elkhorn are what you're seeing at the top there um, in B, um, and then I think Norris will have a chance to kind of break in there. We got a couple um, two games under the uh, under their belt so far here, kind of with the late start with the Lancaster County ruling. Uh, but I think that's kind of where we're seeing Scott. They're just not there. I st- with with Luke Scar and Charlie Fletcher, those are two really solid uh, pieces to build around. They're still trying to figure out the rest of that rotation. They got a lot of guys that haven't played these minutes before, so it's a team that we're going to have to kind of keep an eye on and see how they grow throughout the season. Whether or not they're going to be able to get back into that mix for that that Class B title hunt. Plenty of options in Class B in terms of talent and offensive prowess, but 
at his age as just a sophomore, does Connor Milliken have any peers right now? <laughs> yeah, Platteview was uh, going to be the other team that I was like really Off to been a quick by. five and one start. The overtime loss to Elkhorn. Yeah, they, they had him on the ropes there. So Connor Milliken, uh, geez, he uh, as far as teams that are actually reporting, he's leading the state in scoring right now as a sophomore, and he's doing it uh, really good efficiency. And he's rebounding, he's assisting, he's kind of doing it all for that team right now. And it's a team that isn't. They don't have a Tyler Riley is a, is a yeah, good player. Yeah, next best. But they don't really have a lot of offensive threats. They've got a lot of kind of role players around him. So everybody knows he's going to be the guy that has to score for them. And he's still going out and doing it every single game. He took over that Beatrice game. Um, that, that was looking like a loss. And he just turned that thing around and um, put, played really well for them. So Platteview off to a great start. And Milliken is the reason for that for sure. Yeah, obviously having a ton of experience with him. Coached him in football. Um, he's played in our organization. Yeah. With our kids for forever. You, you talked about Will Cummings being young and not having a conscience. Connor Milliken knows <laughs> no. no fear. No. Nor understands the conscience either. I actually think he's probably, I would put him in, well, I've done this a long time. I, with youth, he's probably in the top 10 of the most competitive people that I've ever coached. Yeah. Especially at the. And, and I tell people, if you don't bark as a pup, you're not going to bite as a dog. And he had plenty of bark as a pup. He's a dude. He's going to put his head down. He is just going to go. Like, it doesn't matter how many shots he's missed. He's putting his head down. He's going to the rim. He's taking that next shot every single time. And at, at this point, most of them are going in so far this season. Best story right now before we let you go in, B, is has got to be that Mount Michael bunch. I mean, it is – it's almost like the Mount – listen, when I was in high school, Mount Michael was the place to be. And and they were more than formidable. He may be building for the long haul. This doesn't appear to be a flash in the pan. He's he's doing it the right way. Yeah, he's built a great program out there, and this is kind of the group that has been building up the last four years. Some of these guys started as a freshman. Everybody in that rotation basically played as a freshman there at Mount Michael, and now they're all seniors. So they've got a chance to kind of end, end this story um, in a spectacular fashion here at uh, Iron Lopez is a guy that I, I've yeah. known a long time. It's a uh, gym rat. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Now, I wonder you have an affinity yeah. for him, a guy that <laughs> stays in the gym like Jacob Padilla, yeah. loves a guy like Lopez. I, I'm shocked. Yeah, so that, that's going to be a fun team to watch all season for sure. I'm glad they were able to kind of get back started again after their COVID pause, and hopefully they'll be able to kind of pick up where they left off. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're just getting started on this basketball season. Uh, we'll take good care of you, all the insights, all the discussion. Uh, anybody you want to know about you, let us know. And we'll take good care of you. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. This is Nebraska Preps Post Game. See you next week. A Huda Media Production.